0: Hey everybody, welcome to Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred, you can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com. Attorney and good friend Laura Snoke with us, uh, art source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans with us. And uh, first question, is there any chance on earth, Laura Snoke of Otani, returning to the LA Angels next year purely as a hitter, or will... Steve Cohen of the Mets or somebody pay him so much money that he's leaving Southern California. Laura, what do you think?
1: Well, I'm not sure he's going to leave Southern California, but I think, ah. he's going to leave. I think he's going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think there's a chance he's going to return to the angels. I mean, he's, he's pretty much said that, although not directly. Um,
2: They didn't help themselves, Laura, by pitching him in a meaningless baseball game and him blowing out his ulnar nerve. I mean, that is that that really they did
1: not help themselves. That was bonehead moves, um, one of the bone, one of the worst bonehead moves. Um, Yeah, no, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to stay. He wants to win a championship and he's not going to win a championship with the Angels all right let's let's so.
0: talk about the let's talk about the Mets the reason I'm saying the Mets is that recently um, I've been listening to Wfan when it started in 1987 I actually filled in at the beginning uh total of seven weeks off and on so I sort of stayed in touch with them and that's basically they're talking football and Otani football and Otani they think Steve Cohen's going to pay him so much money that of uh, the Mets that there's no choice he's going to the Mets Laura what do you think
1: Could be. I mean, I think that'd be a good fit for him. Um, I'm not sure the Mets are I'm not sure the Mets are the the championship caliber team that he says he's looking
2: for. Um, I don't know. There's three teams, Fred. The Mets, the Dodgers, and then there's the team that's owned by Nintendo, a Japanese corporation up in Seattle. Um, Seattle with him in in the lineup, a left-handed bat like that, And then the opportunity in maybe 2025 for him to come back and pitch with Castillo and a couple of their other young pitchers. I think Seattle has a outside shot at it, but, but Cohen's got billions of dollars. The Dodgers have billions of dollars. Um, Only thing that I think precludes him going to New York, in my opinion, would be be on the East coast, which would make it tougher for the fans in Japan to actually watch his telecasts.
0: All right, let's talk some college football. The end of the Pac-12. Now it's the Pac-2. And uh, ironically- I call them the left
2: out, the left out duo.
0: <laughs> ironically, uh, on national TV on, on Saturday, uh, Oregon State, battles Washington State. Hey, and you, you know what? You want to hear something interesting? They've met 97 times, okay? Or this or this is number 97. This is the only time they both have been- Both, the been, ranked. both yeah. been ranked. Both have been ranked. In 97 and, and, years.
2: And they're out, they're out in the cold. There's no conferences that want the number 19 and number 24-ranked team in the country. I mean, and who would have thunk that? I mean, the Pac- Pac-12 is loaded this year. It's just an absolute ab- abomination that the Pac-12 finally has a great year in, in football where they've got seven teams that are all playing hard and playing great. And then you got the dandy coming up in Autzen Stadium tomorrow or whenever it is. I don't know when it is, but the bottom line is it, it's, it's just amazing. I feel really bad for both those schools. I've heard there's rumblings that maybe the mountain West might have something in planned to, to maybe bring those two teams in, but doesn't the PAC 12 need a TV contract to go out and get anybody?
0: Laura, to add, oh, to add, I, I, I am, I am so upset with what's happened to the PAC 12 and I blame UCLA and USC for most of this. And, uh, what do you think? Is there any chance uh, of, of the Pac-12 some way bringing the Mountain West over so Bill Walton can say the Conference of Champions? <laughs> or are these two schools going to go to the Mountain West and that's the end of the Pac-12 forever? Yeah, they both think? are
2: in the Mountain West. So, I mean, you know,
1: <laughs> and, you know or, I went to think? NCAA and they're and they're and and the absurd TV deal that they wouldn't take. And to add insult to injury, the last season that the Pac-12 is together, those first games with SC were on the Pac-12 network that no, virtually nobody gets. I mean, I'm not even I sure who I, gets it.
2: I, I can't get it east of the Mississippi. I mean, this, this is the biggest thing that bothers me. It. I'm in Los
1: Angeles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Larry... Larry Scott is the problem in that when he was commissioner, he went to DirecTV and he said, I want the Pac-12 network on your basic channels. DirecTV, and I've had DirecTV for 30 years and they're usually wrong, but they were correct here. The DirecTV told Larry Scott, we cannot put you on the basic channels because we have the Big Ten and the ACC and the SEC Mm -hmm. on the sports channels. They'd all asked to be on the basic channels. So we can't give you that. I actually think that's the number one reason there is no longer and Fred, longer a and Fred indirectly,
2: art. indirectly this this Pac-12 after dark, okay. <laughs> Which you know, I mean, I, I stay up for ten thirty games this week. I'm going to stay up to watch USC play against Arizona State. There's a couple other good games at ten thirty as well. But I mean, I'm I'm laughing at myself because how many people you know after a, a great Saturday of college football where you got six matchups of top 25 teams. Are you going to wait up to watch the last game of the year? It's like the old Hawaii games in the old days. You know what I mean? It's like, you're pretty much footballed out, even a guy like me. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, and, and the other thing is Larry Scott and Klyovkov, we're making upwards of $5 million a year as commissioners. And I mean, you look at KTLA, you look at KTTV, you look at some of the big stations, the independent stations, you could have put together a Sinclair broadcasting deal where you bring in a syndicated package like they used to do with TVS in the old days. You know, you could have you could have put a conference schedule together, a game of the week where everybody gets in there. But no, but no, it just didn't work out. And it's it's so sad when you think of the great tradition of of, you know, the. Of the Pac 12 against the Big Ten and all the great bowl games over the years. That's got me bummed up. But what else? Life and the world is changing amidst us.
0: Folks, believe Sports Biz, Sports Media, also heard on pod clips. You uh, can email us at sportsfred at com. Laura Snope, tell me the truth now. Last Saturday night, Colorado was battling Colorado State. It didn't end until after 11 o'clock Pacific time. Which means two a.m. Eastern time. You're in the West. You're in Southern California. Did you even stay up to eleven o'clock to watch the end of that one? I did. <laughs> I did.
1: But eleven o'clock is not two o'clock. Yeah. Um, how, many, friend, how many people are, are are
0: how many people like you actually stayed Deion up till Sanders.
2: two a.m.? I'm telling you, Deion Sanders has some love, has this, yeah. Magic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this magic. Yeah. He's got this magic, and the kids. You know, we always talk about Pete Carroll of the Kool-Aid and this and that. These kids are just, they're infatuated with prime and they want to play hard for them. And I mean, I got to tell you something. I don't know much about Colorado State, but I will say one thing. They come to play. They they, they, they were a bit chippy, but they sure hit people. And, and I mean, I was just amazed at the fact that that was the battle for Colorado. You know, two big schools in Colorado, but... But what Dion has done nationally to project, I mean, they had 9 million eyes on them in that game. Uh, Colorado State and Colorado, that would have been a 1% game on ESPN, you know, in the old days. And, you know, Mel Tucker went to Michigan State, and he's having problems. So, I mean, you know how abysmal that program has been for the last 15, 18 years. And that proves the transfer portal. Now, tomorrow, you got Florida State which is a transfer portal team under Mike Norvell. And then you got Dabo Sweeney, who doesn't believe in the portal. You may be seeing a shift in the power in the in the Atlantic Coast Conference. So we're going to see what happens tomorrow when those two teams get together.
0: Well, again, uh, I blame the NCAA and Mark Emmert for allowing the transfer portal. Let's talk uh, National Football League on Monday night. Again, there are two games, and they're not running separately, One starts at 4 o'clock Pacific, the other one starts at 5 o'clock Pacific, one on ABC, the other one on ESPN. Although locally across America, like in Southern California, the local stations will be carrying it too. But, Laura, I'm going to throw this to you. Um, Well, let's talk about the two games. Rams at the Bengals. Um, We're not sure about Joe Burrow. Let's say Burrow plays, Laura. Who do you like? Rams at Cincinnati. Burrow plays. Cincinnati is going to be a point or two favorite.
1: I like Cincinnati in that game. I mean, I, I think I, I, Burrow might be hurt. I mean, that there, I read about that today that there he may have some lingering inj- ankle injury or something. But yeah, if he's if he's okay, I I think the Rams look horrible. I mean, the Rams just, which you know was interesting but, because they had no fans at their last game, um, but they they just they looked horrible against the 49ers and. um, yeah, I like Cincinnati, and I'm I'm su- I'm actually surprised that Cincinnati's had such a slow start. They own
2: oh, two, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's very, Art, very big game for them. I, yeah. I'm I'm with Laura on this one. You know, the only thing that the Bengals got to watch out for is that r- rookie wide receiver Pacua. I mean, yeah, what he's been he able to
1: ex- <laughs> hes all that over was- the field that was the one bright spot in the, in the Rams game he yeah. was something
2: yeah Let, was. let's put it this way over the years in the NFL a team that goes 0 three has about a seven percent chance to go to the playoffs and prior to the the start of the season the Bengals were the third favorite in the AFC now I know they've lost some key safeties uh I, I you know I know burrow had the bad calf but you know I I gotta I gotta say if for me I gotta go with Cincinnati because it is a must-win ball game okay.
0: It is, yeah. Art, I don't think there's a chance in the world of Sean McVay coming back next year with the Rams. Your thoughts?
2: Well, I told you the only reason he, he did he came back was to keep Sean Payton from getting the job with the Rams. I mean, and Sean Payton wound up going to Denver and he's proven what a wonderful guy he is right now. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty bizarre situation. Um, how about this Monday night football playing two games? They're talking about the writer strike. They're talking about a lot of reasons why they're doing it. um You know, one game on ABC staggered time, one hour. um Are we going to eventually have Tuesday night football, Fred? Oh, well, yeah, you know, it's possible I,
0: if there's if there's money to be made. But you see, and we, talked like this, it. we talked about this. We talked about this a second it's, ago. It's
2: oversaturation. <laughs> I
1: didn't. Laura, I don't like it. I don't like two well, games on at once. Laura,
0: I I got I got some emails and uh, they said. How come they don't? You don't wait to, for the second game. Well, that here's what would have to happen. First of all, first game starts at four o'clock Pacific. Well, many people here in the Pacific Coast don't get off work till five or five thirty. So yeah, too you're not early in the have west. Much of an audience in the west coast. And then too late in the east seven thirty. You start the second game at seven thirty. It's going to end at eleven o'clock Pacific time, which means two a.m. Eastern time, and that's the reason they can't. Stagger them. That's why they have to be just an hour apart. And people disappointed in that because you actually can't watch both games simultaneously unless you're computer littered enough to put both on the and same Fred, plate. What are we
2: going to do? What are we going to do with the Manning telecast on those? Are they going to be watching both games at the same time? <laughs> and what does Peyton Manning have in that cooler he has that he's drinking out of? <laughs> All right, Laura, right now,
0: best team in the National Football League. Uh, after the 49ers win 30 to 12 over the Giants. I think Laura, it's the Eagles, the 49ers and really Kansas City, even though they've got the loss. So Laura, in your opinion right now, best team in the National Football League.
1: Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers just because I hate the Chiefs, <laughs> although they're hard to beat, they're hard to bet against. Um, with Mahomes, but I I think the 49ers, they're just so balanced on both sides of the ball. I mean, they just, to me, they just look great. And they were, it was a really exciting game last night. And was it last night? Yeah, last night. And um, yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers being the best team. Our
0: best team right now, uh, two plus games in the National Football League, who's the best team?
2: Well, I mean, the 49ers have something that I have not seen in a long time. Which is the fastest defense I've ever seen and a physical defense. So they're going to be my one. My 1A is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, just because they're the biggest group of men I've ever seen on a football field. <laughs> I mean, they are huge. All right. And then I'm going to sneak another one in there, even though they lost Trayvon Diggs, which is a key member of the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, this Micah Parsons. And, and I, I was questioning whether, you know, you know, the, the coach, you know, Mac was going to be able to, to handle the play calling duties. So far, so good. So I'm going to put those three teams right there. But again, you still have Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC who are right there. And then you got another team, the Baltimore Ravens, who seem to always play real strong football. And uh, so, yes, I think the 49ers are a, a, just a notch ahead. But all it takes is a couple of injuries, Fred, like what happened to Dallas this week. And it changes things real quickly. It's a long season, seventeen folks, games. Folks,
0: before I go, let me say this: go to tune in, and go to WFAN, and you'll find out that the two best teams in the National Football League are the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> there's no question. There's no question. I read about. the New
2: York Post. I know exactly what you're saying.
0: <laughs> All right, for Art, for Laura, for Mario, I am Fred. See you around the corner. More. I believe. Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips. Bye, everybody.